Go ahead. So there's going to be a picture on the screen any second now. Uh, if I get my notes, that always helps because then we won't ramble on. Here we go. Boom. So who's heard of a little movie called Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Who's heard of that? Who's seen the second movie, uh, Roderick Rules? Yes, so Roderick Rules is about three secrets. Everyone say three. Secrets to an easy life, a.k.a. how to be lazy, right? That's basically what the movie is about. Three secrets to an easy life or, and the three rules about how, being lazy. Here they are. Rule number one, don't be good at something you don't want to do. Rule number two. Always lower mum and dad's expectations. And rule number three, never do something when someone else can do it for you. Hmm. If you're in your Bible, go to Genesis chapter 9, and we'll look at that in a little while, Genesis chapter 9. But we'll just so for those that were, and then I want to quickly read Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 24. says this, God speaking, my people would not listen to me. They kept doing whatever they wanted, following the stubborn desires of their evil hearts. They went backwards instead of forwards. And so how do we hear from God? Simple as the Bible is called the Word. This is how it's the simplest way we hear from God. And so uh, and we and we as a human, as a Christian, are meant to go forwards instead of backwards. And so how do we do that? How do we go forwards? We get into the Word of God, we hear God speak to us, and that allows us to go forwards, not backwards. Clear? Easy as, so simple. And so at One Heart Church, is which we are, what's the theme for 2018? Fruitful, good job, Carmel. Can everyone say fruitful? Fruitful. And so fruitful is moving forwards, not backwards. That's as simple as it is. That's what, to be fruitful, we've got to move forwards in life, not go backwards. And so we'll do a quick review. Last time I preached, we talked about rule one. Who remembers that? Roderick's rule number one, which was don't be good at something you don't want to do. But God's word says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it well. Who remembers that? We've got hands. We've got to do well with what we've got in our hands. And so and an example is that we represent and reflect Jesus wherever we go. So if we're at school, we're at work, we're at sport, we reflect the kingdom of heaven. And so are we the first one to make an excuse, the first one to give up, the first one to quit? Well, we're not reflecting Jesus. We've got to be the ones that go, you know what? Even if this is hard, I'm going to give it my best shot because that's what God has called us to do. Good? Who remembers that? So whatever your hand finds to do, do it well. Then next time I preach, we're going to look at rule number three, which is never do something when someone else can do it for you. But this week, we're in the middle of this three-part series, and we're looking at rule number two. And so it's that is always lower mum and dad's expectations. So that's Roderick's rule. And we're going to see what the Word of God says. And that's going to be our rule or God's rule for our lives. And so, spoiler, if you haven't seen Diary of a Kid, number two, Roderick Rules, spoilers ahead. Blocky is. In the movie, who knows Greg? And then he's got his friend Rowley and all that. So Greg goes to his parents, Mr. and Mrs. Heffley. Can everyone say that? Mr. and Mrs. Heffley. And so Greg says, uh, I took a math. So he's talking to his parents. He goes, uh, I took a math test today. Um, I'm pretty sure I flunked it. A disappointed Mr. Heffley says, oh, Greg. And then Greg happily replies, I got it back and it was a C minus. Mr. Heffley concludes saying, at least you didn't fail. And so that's the example in the movie it talks about when they're talking about lowering your parents' expectations. And so that's what Roderick's rule is, lower your parents' expectations so they don't get disappointed when you're you're not very good. But then this is what the Word of God says. So in Ephesians 6, two, verses 2 to 3, says this. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment uh, with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, 
Things will go well for you and you will have a long life on earth. I love that. Things will go well for you. Who wants things to go well for them in this place? Pete, things can go well for you. Ao, things can go well for you. All of you, things can go well for you in your life. And it's a promise by God if we honor our parents. So easy. I'm going to pray. Is that all fine? Cool. We're going to pray. God, we just thank you that you want to speak to us, that you do speak to us, and you will speak to us. We believe right now that you're going to open up the spiritual eyes, spiritual ears of our lives, that we can be receptive and leave this place with an understanding of what you want to do within our lives daily, weekly, yearly. And we believe that we can leave this place going forwards and not backwards. And we want to see 2018 be a year of us personally being fruitful and corporately being fruitful. And we just thank you, God, that we're here as a youth ministry to bless One Heart Church, to bless Port Lincoln. And if we're listening on the podcast, we thank you, God, that you will bless us there as well. And everyone said, amen. So if you've, who's grown up in church, anyone been in church for a while, we'll, been in kids' church ever, who's heard of the thing called the Ten Commandments? And so we would have known that Ephesians, what we read in verses chapter 6, is from the Ten Commandments. And so if you ever want to look at them, look at Exodus 20 uh, or Deuteronomy 5, and they're in there. And so the first four commandments, going to say four. The first four commandments are about the relationship between man or humans and people and God. That's what the first four are about, our connection to God. Then the second or the last six are about how we relate to people to people. And so it's guidelines. It's not even really rules. It's more guidelines that you live like that and things will be better for humanity and for society than if we weren't having them. And so, but what is honoring our parents? Who knows what that is? I will reflect it a bit more. Leviticus, book of the Bible, 19 verse 3 says this. Each of you must show great respect for your mother and father. So honoring is showing respect. Honoring is a great respect for our parents. Another verse, Matthew 15, 3 to 4 says this. God says, honor your father and mother and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of a father and mother must be put to death. And so Jesus was quoting stuff in the Old Testament, which we don't live by anymore. If you disrespect your parents, it's not good, but you won't be put to death for it. But it's still not good. So basically the word the Bible says to honor is simply showing great respect and not speaking disrespectfully of our parents. Who would agree with that? And so... But what I like there, it says both our father and mother. It doesn't just say, I respect a parent, uh, speak nicely of one parent and not the other. It says, respect both our mother and our father. Because who knows there, sometimes you can have one that's rubbed you up the wrong way. Oh, my one early has it. Or so sometimes like my dad's in my good books, mum's in the bad books. Sometimes my mum's in my good books and my dad's in the bad books. But we've got to live a life where it doesn't matter how they frustrate us or love us, we've got to treat them both equally with respect because it's what God tells us to do. And so, um, and it says life will go well for you. Not maybe, not sometimes, not occasionally, it will. Daily, every moment, when we make the decision of God, we're going to honor our parents, we're going to respect them because you've put them as authority over our lives, we will have life go well for us. And so, but one thing it talked about there in one of those verses in the Matthew, not speaking disrespectfully of them. I want to read Proverbs 30, verse 11. Some people curse their father and do not thank their mother. And so sometimes it's not just about the words we use, it's the tone we use. Who knows what I'm talking about? I hate texting because I find I'll text something to my mum and my dad and they'll be like, mainly my mum, and she'll get offended over my text message. And I'm like, mum. I didn't mean it like that. It was meant to be a compliment, not a, a, an insult. 
because they don't understand the tone of which a text message is written. But sometimes in life, who knows that, you, someone might ask us a simple question and we, we're like, no. And it's like, there's a difference between saying, no, thank you, and the tone of no or, or yes. And so tone can be just as much as a disrespect than the words that we use. And so we've got to make sure that both our words and our tone are respectful in the way we respond to our parents. And so, uh, and it said there, some people curse and some people don't thank. And so we are not some people. Can everyone grow that? Poke the person beside you say, you are not some person. Poke, you are not some person. And so, uh, can I say this? Um, if your parents take you to church or if your parents take you to youth, you are so blessed. You've got to thank them and say, God, not God, mama, dada, whatever you call them. Hopefully you don't call them by their first name. Say, we thank you for bringing us to church. We thank you for taking us to youth. Because I've grown up with people that have had to get themselves, they'll walk, ride their bike, 10 kilometers, 5 kilometers. They'll get themselves to church, to youth, because they don't have parents that prioritize that in their life. And so if you do have parents that do that for you, you've got to so thankful, thank them and be grateful to them for that. Because... It's just an awesome thing. And so you always look for things in your life. You go, God, help me see what my parents are doing for me that I don't notice, that I can be grateful, that I can be thankful, and let them know with tone and words. Is that cool? So did everyone get to Genesis chapter 9? Genesis chapter 9. And so we're going to read a little bit and see how that can ref reflect in our lives. So it says this in verses 18, and we're going to read to say verse 27. Noah's sons, can everyone say Noah? I know a guy. The sons of Noah who came out of the boat with their father were Sham, Ham, who loves a bit of bacon in the morning, and uh, J.F. I think that's how you pronounce it. The P-H is an F, so J.F. Ham, the father of Canaan, and so from these three sons, Noah uh, of not these three sons of Noah came all the people who now populate the earth. So we came from those three blokes. After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground and he planted a vineyard. One day, can everyone say one day? One day he drank some wine he had made and became drunk and lay naked inside the tent. Daily the daily struggle is real, I guess. And so Ham the bacon guy, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked and went outside and told his brothers. So basically, pause, this guy called Ham, bacon man, he, uh, he sees his dad, Starkey, in, in the tent and literally goes out of the tent and tells the whole world about it because the whole world is like two other people. And so that's the tonke. Who, who hates it when you do something wrong and someone goes and tells the whole world about it? So you're like, oh, hey, Leanna, this is really embarrassing thing I'm today. And the next minute, Leanna's like, Sh everyone, did you hear what Josh said? It's like, Leanna, I would have told the whole family if I wanted to. Not, no one's ever had those embarrassing moments. Keep going. Noah did. Bacon man, ham. We bought a peanut. So Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked and went outside and told his brothers. Then Sham and Jayeth took a robe, held it over their shoulders, and backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. Good decision. Good decision. No one wants to see anyone naked. So they, they protect themselves from being blinded. Who's ever seen something and you're like, my eyes, I'll never be able to unsee that. And anyway, don't give me embarrassing examples, but when we see something that's inappropriate or just gross, you're like, I can never see, unsee that. Like, um, like when, have you ever, who's ever like cut themselves badly and you're like, oh, that just makes you want to like vomit? Who's ever, and you're like, I can't unsee that. 
I hate those environments. So those guys protecting themselves from seeing a sight they don't want to see because no one wants to see a naked parent. When Noah woke up from his um, his stupor, whatever that is, before he sleep, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. Um, May Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of the servants to his relatives. Then Noah said, May the Lord, the God of Sham, be blessed. May uh, Canaan be his servant. May God expand the territory of Jaeth. And may Jaeth share the prosperity of Sham. And may Canaan be his servant. Boom. That's all we're going to read. So we see there two sons honored their parent and one son dishonored their parent. Who noticed that? So we've got to honor our parents and honor what they are, even when they make mistakes. So I got this here as a note. Um, so... Sham, or sorry, Sham, Ham tells the world about their father's nakedness. Now, is that honor? No, it is not honor. And he spoke disrespectfully of his father. And so the word of God has told us we should not do those things. And so other things, the majority, so there was one son did the wrong thing, the other two did the right thing. The majority didn't ignore the issue, but brought covering. So for example, who knows our parents make mistakes? Just like we make mistakes because we're all humans. And so there's a difference between going, my parent made a mistake and I'm going to tell the whole world about how my parent's an idiot, between going, not ignoring this, the problem that our parents have, but bringing a solution to the problem. And so that's the difference as a Christian. We don't just go, oh, well, my, my dad or my mum has this issue in their life. We go to maturity when we go, they've got an issue, but we're going to help them have a, a solution to their issue and not just expose the problem. Does that make sense? And so our parents have brokenness and nakedness, and only, and then with that, the brokenness and the issues that our parents have, only one person, one God, can fix those issues, and that's Jesus. And so he covers our nakedness. He covers the brokenness within our lives, and Jesus can do that for your, for your father, your mother, whoever it is in your life that has a dysfunction. And so who knows that song, Cornerstone, that talks about a verse, and it's like, um, Dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless will stand before the throne. And that's basically the same thing. So our parents can be naked. Our parents can have, not hopefully not physically, but our parents can be naked in a spiritual sense, can be broken, have things wrong. But when we bring Jesus into their life, Jesus into their situation, he's the one that covers them and helps them be restored to not nakedness. Amen, somebody. That's... That's weird, okay. And so we and so we are to increase our parents' expectations, not decrease them. And so um, I remember I was just probably 14 to 16 around that, so let's say I was 15. And I remember my dad coming up to me and saying, Josh, you were more mature at 12 years old because I was lowering his expectations of how I should be living my life. Who's seen Shrek? And it says, there's a classic donkey proverb, ancient proverb that goes like this. You cut me deep, Shrek, real deep. Who knows that quote? And so basically, I remember when dad said to me, like, Josh, you're more mature at 12 than you are now. And I was just like, you know, Mr. Bean, he's like, mish, mush, 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 after the feed. Yeah, he's saying that. He's in Mr. Bean, he's like, mish, mush, 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 mush. And so I was like, I'm kind of like, even more like this, I'm just like, mish, mush. You cut me deep, Dad, <laughs> real deep. And because and there's a thing in my spirit within my life that goes, God, I want to honor my parents. God, I actually want to be increasing my, my value in your eyes. I want to increase your expectations and go forwards, not go backwards. Because as a kid now, I wasn't a goody-goody, but I was 
close, but not quite. No, no, so sorry. I was a goody goody, not a teacher's pet. There's a difference. So, uh, and so, or a parent's pet. So I wanted to do the right thing, and I wanted to have more responsibility, be more mature. But obviously, I was doing things. I was going backwards instead of forwards. And so I had to go, Josh. I got to start honouring my parents. I got to start respecting them and living in a way that helps them see my progression, not see my backwards from getting older, but getting dumber. Makes sense. And so Ham decreased his father's expectation when the other two brothers increased it. Because rather than going seeing an issue and going, well, we're going to tell the world about it, the other two brothers go, you know what? No, we have the solution to the problem and we're going to help bring Jesus into their life and cover that, that thing for them. So right now we're going to quickly pray and believe God can help us bring Jesus to the broken things in our parents and help us be honorers so that we can have a well, good life. Is that, is that cool? God, we just thank you that you want to use us to bring the covering of you to the lives of those in our families. And so we pray for our fathers and mothers. God, if, if we have a bad relationship with them, if we're disconnected from them, or if we're in a loving family with both of them in our household, God, we thank you for them. God, we pray that you bless them and help us truly honor them, truly speak well of them, and truly live in a way that they are blessed because we're in their life. And God, we just thank you that your word promises us that as we live in a place of honoring them, that things will go well for us in our life. And God, we don't just want to live and honor them for the sake of having a good life. We want to do that because it's what they deserve. And God, just as those, those sons of Noah can speak so clearly to us, help us apply not the, the ham bacon example, but the other brothers and bring you to the situation and let you cover what is broken and let you cover what is, is hurting. And God, we thank you that we are the solution bringers and not the problem spreaders. And everyone said, amen.